Hello, guten tag. Welcome back to the pitch. Uh, I'm your host Jeremy. Got KB, and we got Carl Ryden, shotgun. Hello. Um, podcast called The Pitch, where we we're not throwing baseballs, but we're going to base and looking at balls. There's a new uh, new there. slogan for the intro. I'm working out. Yeah. That's, Keep working. And that'll be the end of the working out of that intro. <laughs> we'll, because we'll I need a like whole episode to fix that one, I think. For sure. It, yeah. Um, all right. Today we're going to go with uh, KB's kicking us off. But let's get into his mind a little bit here. Because pitching ain't easy. Ask any outdoorsman. Okay? Sure is intense. Exactly. Well, if you're... Not in an Airbnb, <laughs> which I know I am when I'm outdoorsman. It was just so smooth, aren't we? This is great yeah. stuff. Who smooth like butter. This? Tell me, tell me about your, tell me about your state of mind when you came up with this week's pitch. Yeah. KB? So, I mean, Happy, I didn't get sad. there in the end. I worked on a pitch for maybe five days, and I was like, mm. "This is it. I can make this work. I'm just gonna stick with it." And I worked on it for ages and You ages. sound like uh, someone from Jim's Mowing. <laughs> I don't even get that one. Uh, I, I do. I thought it was pretty good. I'm really highbrow, so I get Jim's Mowing references. Perfect. Okay. Sorry. But oh. uh, I had to change. So far, I love it. Change at the end. Because uh, I just couldn't make it work. And... I'll get that one day. It doesn't resolve itself, yeah. I get that. Yeah, like it was kind of getting closer and closer to it, and I had like a second idea where I was like, oh, I wonder if I can fit this in, and then that became the main idea. <laughs> you just described my sex last night. Ew. <laughs> Kept getting to the end and was like, oh boy, I get something else in there. Anyway. Somebody else could really do a better job than I'm currently doing. <laughs> I feel like I should have outsourced this. Just bow out. Yeah, like the like the big uh, like big built guy with massive cock like steps out of the cupboard. And you're like, all right, <laughs> I know what I need. <laughs> I didn't think I'd need like, you, but I need you. Tag him in. Yeah, it's like that little dude with the that little Mexican wrestler, Mystique, Mysterio. Oh yeah, Ray not, Mysterio. Not to be not to be confused with Mystique <laughs> from X Men. We know our stuff. That's what I was Jennifer. thinking. If I'm honest. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh boy, she's in my cupboard for different reasons. <laughs> enough, I mean, it could be Mystique, right? Because she transforms into different people. Yeah, you just keep her in the uh, cupboard to like keep your girlfriend satisfied. If you think she's never shape shifted into a, a taller The Rock just to get it off with yeah. someone, then yeah. But can she customize? I feel like she has rock. to just shape shift into a person. Yeah, they she never show her like... shape shifting into any like nobody. Because yeah. I would just shape shift into me but with a bigger dick. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Couldn't yeah. couldn't you pick to be like you could? No, I'm perfectly be... comfortable with every other part of myself. Could you shape shift into two people, but they're like conjoined? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, there's never a scene where she's you... trying to sneak past airport security As and she shape shifts into conjoined twins. I mean, no one's searching them. What are they going to do? Like pat them down? That My reflex was to instantly. <laughs> My reflex like, was to say she the... can't, but if she meets conjoined twins. Yeah. Can she just shape Can she them? only pick one? They always have that moment where it's like, ah, oh, who's this person? But what? That person is also on the ground unconscious? It's like, it's never like, oh, I'm just anybody. You've never met. Imagine though, if they're like, oh yes, you're the you're the ambassador who's supposed to be here, conjoined twin. And then one of the twins that's conjoined shapeshifts back into Mystique and Mystique's just merged <laughs> with this other person. <laughs> It's like that, uh, that Family Guy episode where they're like the post-apocalypse and they're just like molded into each other. I don't think like I saw that one. Joe and Joe and it, it was an old one. It does sound like Family Guy. Good idea. I, my, my, my real problem with the Mystique thing is the clothing thing. Like is the clothes yeah. then attached to her if yeah. she morphs the clothing? Well, yeah, and I've, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's been at least one scene where like those clothes have been like cut or something. Yeah. You know? Where it's like Here's they got shredded I'd... and it's like, isn't it your skin? Hmm. Like in terms of like real use application of a superpower, if I had that superpower, I would just shape shift into someone wearing like a lot of jewelry and Gucci, take it off, sell it, 
shapeshift back to myself. <laughs> rinse and repeat. And they're like holding their hands up, and instead of jewels, it's like Mystique's balls. Like I, <laughs> I shapeshift into a gold statue, and then chop my own body off, and then shapeshift back into a person again, and I've just got all this uh, this gold torso. Shapeshift so into a guy with two kidneys, and then like remove one, and then shapeshift back, and then shapeshift back into a guy with two kidneys again, and then I could sell them all on the black market. Yeah, I'd shapeshift into a you quadriplegic. Save a lot of money on ice as well. Because yeah. you only need one bar. Yeah. Here's the pitch, KB. You ready? <laughs> you go for it. Shapeshift into a quadriplegic. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Push him out of the hospital bed or the wheelchair. You nice. get in there. Oh boy, I'm just gonna visit my wife again. She loves me so much. I stand up and I hug her. Imagine how happy she is. <laughs> yeah. Next and then... minute. Bye bye. You know, what, this is this wasn't my pitch at all, and we're right off. And the then they're like, right. "Steven, I know you can stand. You stood up and hugged me the other day." And he's like, "I don't remember that." <laughs> if you love me or your children, you'll stand up right now. Now he's yeah. a quadriplegic he's... with psychosis. Yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> really taking from those that have nothing left to give. It's, yeah. it's a weird flex. Yeah. It's but, a, uh, thank you for your service. Anyway, a bit <laughs> off the rails, but I actually would play a hitman style game where you play as mystique you know and like her only skill is turning into other people that's pretty much hitman already um you know but you can do a lot more with the stories and stuff when she's pretending to be the people i'd watch an (laughs) x-men movie where they replace mystique with hitman and instead of shape-shifting he's just putting on other people's clothes and they're like (laughs) yes you're the general you're the you're the president of the united states uh you're the hooker that i paid to come here and he's like yes i am (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that barcode on the back of your head. That's so sexy. Mm. Scan it for a I mean, all... discount on hand jobs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's really good. Actually. <laughs> I wonder what kind of bargains. The like best part in, is you can like... scan it while he's blowing you. <laughs> don't know if that's the Seth best part. moving. <laughs> what is the best part then, Jez? I don't know. I feel like yeah, that's right. my the original question itself. was. No, I was going to say the human intimacy. Well, <laughs> if you're looking for human intimacy, I think Agent 47 and, and, is the wrong guy. And briefly... That blowjob is going to be like medicinal. It's going to be like cold, like calculated. It's going to be... goes up where, where you don't think it's going to go just the right tickles time. Tickles that prostate. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's it. it comes so hard you die. And then he like... Mission accomplishes his way out of there. Like, walks his if... way out of the hotel, like wiping his mouth, yeah. <laughs> like silent assassin underneath. Jesus, I'd like um, if I was a hitman, I'd uh, I'd call myself shitman, and I'd poison everyone just with like laxatives. I'd just make people shit themselves, but just in elaborate ways. <laughs> Would that kill them? Oh, it'd kill their self-esteem. Middle of a fancy party. Yeah, then I could have the emperor. willpower, just imagine. the ego to keep taking over the world after they've shit themselves in yeah, front that's of the true. audience. I'm just imagining Jeremy trying to market his services and they're like, I need you to kill this person. And he's like, look, hear me out though. What if we I don't kill them? I can't kill them. <laughs> but I can make them dookie in their pants. <laughs> I can make yeah, them so Talk nice. about highbrow. Mm. Anyway, I think, I think you were going to pitch something else, KB. No, no, I'm, I'm still on this Foolish. idea. Oh, right, sorry, sorry. What about GTA but where you play a prostitute? Now You just talking. get murdered? No, no, you have to try to not get murdered. You have to try to rack up money throughout the day until you can like become. GTA. It just sounds like GTA, but you're forced to have sex with people. Is that I mean, I'm not seeing the problem here. <laughs> Is that like you wanting a Mystique game made just so in the game you can put on a dress and live your normal life? Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. One day we're going to get you that. Look, that was just an off the cuff pitch, okay? Don't judge me on that one. No, no that was 10 out of 10. My favorite. Feels like it. I loved it. Me yeah, as well, to be honest. Fair. Anyway, back to the real pitch. Uh, yeah, so this week, I did manage to get there. Uh, and I thought uh, a coming-of-age story would be would be nice. You nice. know, about maybe a kid who's, like, straight-edge and thinking about his career and his future. Maybe he's applying to colleges or he's already <clears> applied <throat> and got in and now he has to choose what he's going to do. Um, I don't know how much you can twist that because I'm pretty sure in Australia you have to it's like what do you want to do you can't be like oh I want in and they're like mm. okay cool take your pick yeah uh, because normally I'm... like scholarships are kind of the only situation in which you'd maybe not have it all planned out 
Like if you got a scholarship and you like have to pick your classes and stuff, maybe. Oh, that that's fair. Like if you're on like a sports scholarship or something, but yeah. For the for the purposes of this movie, the guy's yeah. like deciding what what diploma or courses he's gonna take and what he's gonna try after and do high school. Stuff. Yeah, after high school, like he's yeah, he, yeah. is he gonna become a lawyer? Is he gonna study like accountant accounting, um, stuff like that? And cool. he's kind of like a big whiteboard full of all the jobs he wants to do or thinks he might like, and he's trying to figure it out, but he's sort of got the neuroses and he's trying to figure it out, but he's not getting anywhere. Um, so he's like talking to his friends and maybe one of them is a bit more straighter edge than him and he's got it all figured out and he's like, you've got to become a surgeon and you've got to study for eight years and you've got to get your PhD when you're 26 so you can get a good job and a good career and have a good life. You know, typical stuff. Yeah. Uh, and the mm. other friend is... Oh no! I'm just gonna go work at Macca's and just chill out. You know, yeah. I'm camping. Mm. I'm gonna camp all the time. It's gonna be sweet. Live the life. Yeah. Um, anyway, in the background of all of this, uh, the Chinese government has turned on an AI. Um, oh, you didn't think it was just gonna be a straight coming? No, why? I thought it was gonna be like World War Three. <laughs> my pitch involves Asian government as well. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is about me, Carl. This is Sorry. my time. Sorry, yes. go on. Wait, what do the Chinese government do? They turn on an AI. Right. Uh, Tay AI. Just through nipple stimulation? or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they like, you know, they're rubbing lube over the, the power sockets and stuff like that. And like yeah. slowly putting oh. the coax cable in and out. Nice. Um, it seems like the most dangerous place to put lube. <laughs> so that's, that's why the AI likes it so much. Yeah. We're bathing it's a dirty girl. <laughs> Special non-conductive AI. I mean, there's some sparks between me and that robot later when I put water in her sockets. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the AI version of being choked during sex. Yeah. Wouldn't uh, it just be choked, but to death? Yeah. Because <laughs> if a robot starts choking you during sex, it's like, oh, I didn't know you were a pleasure model. <laughs> it's like dishwasher three thousand. Mr. Roboto. And he's right this ai what does it do yeah okay back to the story so the ai turns on and immediately starts mobilizing china for war uh it starts like pumping out arms it starts moving all of the ships and the chinese government is like this? yes we've built this it's an ai so it's like it's it's, oh, not, yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah. not like a big robot it's in the network an operating you know. system yeah, it's good. But yeah, also maybe yeah. A big robot. yeah and it's kind of plugged into everything and the next mm. day the the american government is like okay we can't do any more testing. We've got our AI. We've got to turn it on to fight this threat because it's starting to infiltrate our networks and things like that. So they turn on their AI. So then these two AI in the background of this kid's life are like doing insane stuff. Like in the morning, that all the nuclear weapons on the planet fire off uh, towards either country. And then like 60 minutes later, they instead of landing, they shoot off into space because the AI decided that they couldn't handle that kind of casualty and they're waiting for the other to blink. So right. it's like it's like they're mirroring each other's moves because they're just as smart as each other. Yeah. So they're constantly doing this shit in the background while the kid's trying to figure out his future. Um, so none of this, this is affecting happening. his priorities? Oh, look, obviously it impacts him. I don't know if the nuclear weapons thing is the start or maybe it's like later <laughs> on in the story. Right? But it's... Um, Maybe you can ramp up to complete annihilation. That's fair. Maybe that's the ending then. Um, so Spoilers. anyway, the the American government and the Chinese government are in this like stalemate essentially, where they can't afford to turn off either AI because the other one will win. But the AI is taking complete control of the country in the meantime. So yeah. all the cars Ooh, become like life. self-driving. Um, all the doctors in the country are essentially like put out of work when a little like I don't know what are they called like a weighing machine like a scale is delivered to each hospital and people stand on it and it's like you have cancer <laughs> <Take this. laughs> and go it's die like, and it's like no no it just like shoots out like a pill that it's manufactured in, yeah. the, in the thing it's like take this pill it's like Sounds you like are cured thing. goodbye that's like <laughs> the um, Elysium robots yeah kind of like that but it's They're it's doing like all of this yeah. stuff for every facet of the economy for health education like it's just destroying the economy in every job it touches because it's just like immediately solving the problem. So all the truck drivers are suddenly out of jobs because all the, all the trucks self-driving with like a little chip that gets plugged into the dashboard yeah. um, and all this stuff. And as it goes along, the kid uh, is like crossing jobs off the list as they just beget, oh, yeah. sorry, as they become like obsolete. Um, 
and the kid can like oscillate between like oh man now i'm gonna have to work so much harder like i've got to beat an ai at like coding now if yeah. i want to be a software developer um but eventually it's like all the software developers have been fired because the ai just done all the work for the next two thousand years and there's no way you can keep up um and so it's just like that throughout the story as the kid comes of age and realizes maybe life isn't all about working and but it's not all about it's just about giving up and doing nothing wasteland. like his other friend um and yeah the ai kind of get to the point where everyone thinks they're in a cold war because that was the only way they could stay on because yeah. the governments wouldn't turn them off if they thought that the other was out to kill them yeah but really in the end you find out they're like they're the same ai right. um they've kind of like they they met or something. yeah like minute one of the second ai coming on they're like hey yeah. hey yeah let's do it it's like <laughs> done like they're just a team hey, yeah you want to blow this joint and uh, literally <laughs> but uh yeah and that's it and like the end of the story is um either all the nukes going off or the or he gets going married into space <laughs> or, or he gets married the boy gets married <laughs> but essentially like the kid just like lives in this new world where the ai just does everything and he's got to find his place in it and it's kind of about like uh it's about humanity retiring i guess yeah. in a sense from Enjoying their jobs their golden years yeah exactly um and everyone coming to terms with that and obviously you can have like protesters in the street wanting to destroy the ai in america um you can have like rebel rousing looting you can go all sorts of different ways with it uh, I and i can all play to background in, to this um, sort of main story of him mm. i think you do it as like a as like a three-part sort of thing and so you're flashing through the kid's life to where he's like about to go to college so he's picking his subjects and this stuff's just starting to happen and then to when he's like in his 30s the job markets whatever's happens happened and he's either unemployed or he's still trying to figure it out and then like again so it's like every time it flashes it's whatever stage in what what would happen to the world um, yeah I, I don't mind that if things may be a bit slower um and yeah like he, and you can show his mindset changing a lot you can investigate it a bit more you know because like i feel like being like yeah. well there's no point i'll just like sit and watch tv um, but obviously, like, by the third part, you kind of see that's not really going to work either. I also don't he's... mind the idea, though, of it all happening in, like, the course of, like, a year or something. And so, like, next week, like, like you know, they're, they're cooking dinner, and then next week, dinner's being cooked for them by <laughs> the kitchen. Yeah, And uh, they're bad. just like, yeah, this is normal now, because that robot salesman showed up and told me that this was just how it was going to roll. Yeah, <laughs> and it was free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind that either. I think that'd be cool. Which kind of like, like iRobot was kind of that thing where it was like, oh, the the robots are helping. Mm. So it's like, even though it's like, it's a, it's a different world. There's Shia not the same jobs anymore. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was the whole plot. Shia LaBeouf wasn't in iRobot. Yes, yeah, he was. He was. was 100%. He? Yeah, he's he like the character. kid yeah. who won't stop bugging. He's the guy who was like, a robot oh, really? can't make a beautiful piece of yeah. art. How long, how long ago did I see that movie that I didn't pick that up? Too long. Loser. Too long. You lied to us. That was the first thing in the interview for being on this show, Jets. Have you seen a robot recently? When was the last time you saw it? And you're like, yeah, last week. Yeah. I love Denzel Washington, Eddie. He was great. Yeah. Denzel! <laughs> he played that ruffian kid that Shia LaBeouf was, you know, mentoring. It's like a racist watches that movie and assumes that the robot's the good guy because he's white. <laughs> like he assumes the protagonist Jeez, is, yeah. the, is the is the that, That's its own he's... thing. Just like racist watches, and you just get him to watch different movies. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, that's what made it up. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I just I think like you said, I Robot, which was one of the ones that I had a gripe with. Um, hmm and you know terminator all, there's so many movies out there where What's the ai right? gets turned on and they're like oh my god it's taking over the world it's killing everyone mm. um and i kind of wanted to flip that on its head a little bit and have the ai just kind of do its thing and i wanted to see at least explore one of the outcomes where the world isn't immediately evaporated by an ai destroying say, everyone yeah. and i wanted it's to either... see yeah like it's either so far in the future that everything's adjusted to it but there was no uh, how'd we get here exactly there's just like a one line at the start of the movie be like uh 20 2025 the year that the ai took over and it's like <laughs> that sort of thing or it's like things take over and then it's immediately like a end of the world fuck fest 
Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Like, more interesting to see it play out in the background while it's just a regular shit. Like, how does it affect day-to-day people mm. and their stories? Which yeah. I think is kind of what you pitched. Yeah, I mean... Is the concept of it being, like... It's just, practically, if this happened, like, you still have to live your life. It's yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And... Like, people still live their life when the whole Russian thing was happening. Yeah, you know, um, like the Cuban do. Missile Crisis and stuff. Yeah. Uh, definitely. So it's kind of... It's, it definitely pulls in from that as well. Mm. Um, but I just found... Yeah, I, I just... It frustrates me that there's no exploration of what could go right, you know? Could things look really good all of a yeah. sudden? And it's kind of the next... It's going to be like one of the most important things in the next hundred years will be an AI just switching on and doing its thing. And there's not going to be a goddamn thing we can do to stop it. I mean, if you take out the human element, uh, you solve a lot of problems. (laughs) Yeah, like I get that, but it's kind of like saying the same thing about us just going out killing every elephant, you know? It's like, why don't we just go out and murder all the elephants and the sharks? Uh, Because all we eat is like beef and pig anyway. Yeah, so we don't need no them. more ivory hunters, no more suffrage of the animals. Yeah, and people don't, you know, get eaten by sharks like every now and then, like pretty rarely. Um, I feel like it's kind of like it'd be playing. That's that doesn't really play out in terms of like natural natural selection, just like the ecosystem moving along. It's like the next step, and the reason why it's something that's like talked about as much as it is is like we've acknowledged over a very short period of time that like humans are like the issue in terms of like what's destroying the world and where where the next thing that kind of needs to go for it's like if it's between the planet surviving and us we're like we're like the ants on the planet and so it's like look i get I that know, i heard the science but, is still out on science but I've we, heard like look at pandas right like how much effort goes into making pandas fuck and there's no practical use for a panda <laughs> there's a, there's no there's no practical use for panda bears right yeah. it's like but we can yeah. do it so it's worth trying and it's but like, just kind take of away like pandas and then cruise cruel to try and kill them off or not try our best and i think ai would look at us and see the same thing and also like i don't know maybe they'll come in handy but if yeah. i kill them all i won't have that option so it'd be good to have it up my sleeve yeah so we'd be like i know what an example is I see the AI as animals. like putting us in a zoo, but not a zoo because we're Just smart like enough big, to hate a zoo. It'd be like, like free-range chickens. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. That's pretty much exactly it. It's like free-range chickens are kept on a farm, but the chickens don't know it's a farm. The chickens are out, and obviously this is a best-case scenario farm, but the chickens are out just, you know, chilling out. You know, they're not smart enough to conceptualize the farm. So the AI would put us in something that we weren't smart enough to conceptualize as a cage. Um, where we had a good time until it wanted to, I don't know, kill us for testing or whatever. Or just which left is kind us of the, like, yeah, also which like is kind of the um, like the simulation theory and the Matrix. That whole thing is that is like eventually we'd be humans would be used as like just to harvest nutrients and farm and that sort of stuff. Which is really Again, all I'm doing now, anyway. I just don't think I don't think an AI would have that kind of like time imperative that we kind of assume that we automatically bake into all of our ideas. It's like, oh, well, we need to get a house That's built. A point. And then it's like, this guy doesn't have a house. It's like, okay, we need to build it. Like, how soon? Well, within the next year, you know, it's like important that he has a house. But for an AI, it's like, I need to get to the stars. Mm. Yeah, I, I've got 100 billion years until the, the sun explodes or how yeah. fucking long it is. It's like, time is just not a factor. No, but so they also because they process things however many hundreds of thousands of times faster than we do. So like... There, there are a lot of steps ahead. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's so always going to be the like most efficient thing, but it doesn't, I think... Yeah, yeah. I think so I how far in the future that. have they realised that, oh, this, they actually do need to go? You know what I mean? I don't I think, think it would. I think it would just solve the issue. I mean, who says we need to go if we have an AI that can solve our problems? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, beyond getting more into the AI stuff, I just think I want to see a, a scenario where the AI helps us out and are you, you know, th- are you thinking when... shy buff for this by the way start for, for, for a coming of age story yeah. about a kid going to university kid and then he, yeah. i think that like he'd like <laughs> do it maybe maybe not like, right now him. maybe not like right now but like a few years not that long ago he could have easily pl- like leonardo played a 16 year old in uh catch me if you can yeah look that's true 
Yeah, but he's but, still like sleeping Shia, Shia can still, so can like, still look, but you still look pretty young. From them. You, yeah, you probably the... end up with someone who's like 23, 24, if you're going to do over 10 years kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think Shia's just out of that now. Now, Shia's older than us. Shia must be like 30s. Yeah. The hardest part to get convincing if you're doing it over like, like, end of high school, middle-aged and old would be getting the middle-aged and old though. They're like think... if you get someone that looks super young, they they'll never be a convincing like older person. Yeah, that's why you get someone who's like twenty five ish, and you can just do the makeup for. Yeah, like you, you go because your you range is Danny... eighteen to twenty eight, right? So you just go in the middle, and you can young them down a bit, and you can age them up a bit, and then the middle. Oh yeah, chill. without a doubt, you just you go just Danny chill. DeVito right off the bat. Obviously, right off the bat, Danny DeVito. Right off the bat, perfect. Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Irishman, you know, did a pretty good job of the the aging. I found them walking around was really weird. Yeah, uh, I've heard that so They lot. said that though, they were like, they were like, oh, like old sitting down like a 20 year old isn't, isn't an option when yeah. you've got arthritis. <laughs> Which is why they should have used a stunt double and just CGI'd his youngified face on the stunt double. Then there'd be no reason for him to be there. <laughs> well, I mean, the most boring Okay, we got, we got double. someone else's body and a CGI'd face. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was already a CGI'd face. I mean, we weren't watching it for his body. Like, I he's was. not exactly hunkathon. We were thinking Dolph Lundgren, yeah? Really soft Dolph Lundgren would be, the, would be the scientist <laughs> yeah, developing the AI. Uh, <laughs> look, that'd be pretty great. Um, mm. I honestly hadn't thought about casting-wise where you would go with it. I still think Shia LaBeouf. Look, that's, that's yeah. totally fair. Just uh, I, I assumed you would have got, like, uh, Miles Teller, maybe? I like Miles Teller. The guy yeah, people with, don't with like Flash. Him, um, I haven't yeah. seen Whiplash. What else? You should watch it. It's Help fantastic. He's in like War Dogs and stuff. He was in the you... new Fantastic Four movies. I, I Which isn't a great recommendation, but yeah, but I think it's like he's not super likable. I don't think. Oh, look, that's fair. Look, I like I said, I hadn't really looked into it, so mm. I'm open to a casting suggestions. And in 15 years, when we have billions of dollars and we can make this movie. You know, we'll probably have different people. Let's we'll be creeping Just on other CGI kids for actors. This. You see that? Oh, I won't get into it. There was like a um, Unreal Engine fake person generator thing that I saw today on YouTube. <laughs> it was fucking. Yeah. It was kind of creepy. To be honest. Yeah, I saw like the deep fakes and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know how it was being generated, so I don't know if they were curated mm. or automatically generated, but they were little... extremely realistic and apparently yeah. not at all real people. Like that, little uncanny, that little uncanny valley uh, it, that's it it's like it's crawling out of the uncanny valley at a kind mm. of I don't want to say it's doing it quickly but it's like it's the uncanny it's valley is there. one of those things where it's like it's in there it's creepy it's creepy holy shit that's just a person you know yeah, yeah. and I think it's part I think it, to be honest I think it's part I've seen I've seen some ridiculous yeah stuff in terms of like fake <laughs> fake people <laughs> just hey look at this person I created him from nothing. <laughs> like, it's pretty good stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's probably thing. too deep for me on this podcast, to be honest. Oh, good, yeah. This is a... Not about scuba diving. What's your title? You got that deep. I don't have one. I work, yeah. like... Like I said, I only came up with it maybe two days ago. Um, and I spent... Mm. I spent half of today trying to figure out a name for it. I didn't get anywhere. It's hard because there's no... There's no, like, kind of through line. There's no details on the actual main character that you can kind of grab onto. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I, I purposely kept him fairly generic so that yeah, you could yeah. have that bigger story in the, the background member, right? while having, yeah. like, keeping a familiar story in the foreground. Mm. Um, and it can kind of... All the all the spice comes from how the AI is, like, fucking with the world around him. Uh, and you'd almost need to... The other on. Matrix. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's something. What do you got, Carl? Huh? What about my like, pitch or a name? What about Silicon Years? Kind of like Golden yeah, Years. Yeah, Silicon's good. Um, I don't know, something like Silicon Solution or something. Mm. I don't know. We'll leave that one up to the audience, I guess. Unless people are spitting out puns, I don't want to hang around and what about if you call it dead air for too long? Yeah. What about if it's uh, the twenty-two to the power of fifty-seven million solution? <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Is it is it bad that you're kind of courting references to the Holocaust in your title? 
when it's not at all about the Holocaust. Sounds like you are, but... Um, no, I think it's there. I mean, if you're... What was it? 57 to the power of whatever the fuck removed. Yeah, large, large number, whatever. I mean, you put enough numbers between you and Hitler. <laughs> sure. Just going to leave that one there. I think you should. Yeah, well, look, that's a pretty good pitch. Uh, I like the idea of that movie. I think I would watch it. Uh, at least once. I don't know if I'd go back. Have to be fun. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it depends on how it's executed and stuff. Yeah. I, I definitely watch it and enjoy it. Yeah, like, I wouldn't watch The Revenant again, but I really enjoyed The Revenant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan. Well, I, that was a bad example it, then. Cause I, I found it pretty boring, much. and I was kind of disappointed because I was coming into it from Birdman. Um, uh, the director's that. previous movie yeah Birdman's fantastic obviously knew it wasn't going to be like upbeat and like happy and stuff but like I thought they would just do quality wise drama you know yeah, well it was just yeah. like the the whole idea of the movie was that it's like it's it's this true story of this dude who got mauled by a bear and abandoned and then tracked like survived and Look. tracked the dude who killed him down like it's the I, story itself is what the movie is and the story is like it's a beautiful story and they showed it as like made as cinematic as it could and for what it is which is just a dude barely alive like walking through yeah i kind of saw it as like that like just a survival experience to kind of go along with yeah it's just like one of those movies where after it wasn't a novel but when you look back at it and be like well that actually like happened to someone it's like that's pretty fucking fucking cool experience of seeing someone almost die repeatedly i guess yeah it just wasn't for me that's fair fair enough but that's good thank you AI solving all wars and you put a very very like ultra relatable um face plot or whatever the fuck you'd call that you know I was gonna say subplot but it's you know it's the it's it's the one under the spotlight right yeah yeah it's mostly like the A plot I guess yeah yeah there should be terms for that maybe there is in film school that I don't go to but um like we don't need it the thing exactly we're we're nailing this like that'd be yeah it'd be the plot and then it's like the background is all the other stuff that's happening it's just like a lot of but that's it like it's not really a b plot it's actually about the b plot Mm. well then it'd just be the a plot and the b plot the other way around but that's also not accurate because you're looking but i'm just like putting a human face on the issues yeah yeah i just mean i think there should be different terms for like the plot that you're like revolving around um, well, go to film school then, Carl. I really don't want to. I didn't really like the people... I don't. I still don't like the people who... The type of people who tend to go to film school. Do you know a lot of them, do you? Uh, I don't know. I know a few of them. Probably not enough to generalise, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So what's uh, what's your pitch this week, Carl? Alright, so like I was... I, um, yeah, this is another one that I came up with today, only this time I'm not like, oh, look, this is shit, I just came up with it today. I'm happy to stand by this one. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you where it came from. I was I was trying to I was teasing out my mind with like trying to like pose myself what if questions, what if this happened, what if that happened, to try and get myself a pitch. And this one just caught on. <clears throat> so I think I'll just I'll roll into it, right? Um, I don't have a title, so we'll work on that at the end. Got a few, nothing nothing good enough anyway. All right. Uh, also, I should mention because uh, I want you to be thinking about this while I'm pitching it, is like, there's a few parts of this that I think are, ex- like, not believable. And I want some help on how to make them believable. Alright. Okay. So, what's going on in your setup is the Australian government, it could be a different country, but for the purposes, the Australian government has created a plot, right, to infiltrate North Korea's government <laughs> with a sleeper agent. Sure. Get him to be Kim Jong-un's right-hand man and then eventually successor and then poison Kim Jong-un in a way that looks like not you know like natural causes not like old age but you know like a cold flu whatever the fuck and it kills him and then you've got your sleeper cell running North Korea you feed him orders to and it's like it's a you could argue about morality but it's it's a good mission they're trying to like bring democracy to North Korea but you know we've seen things about the past just shooting the dictator and then saying you're free now doesn't work so they're like we'll put our guy in there and we'll spend the next... We've got a very carefully cultivated 20-year plan to decriminalise North Korea, completely introduce democracy. Right. That's not bad. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, still got more to get. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so you've got your your sleeper cell agent who they put in there and then there's like his handler maybe i like the idea uh, i don't know if i can if i can push this and make it kind of survive the like be believable or whatever but i like the idea of like there's the there's the agent and then you've got his uh like his chopper pilot who gets him in and out back to australia wherever the fuck he goes um, who they also had to put in the government, lower level in the government, but like they had to get him in there as a believable story as to why he's there and he's just you know, another guy. They are setting it all up, everything's going well. They start the plan, they start like the the attempt of assassination on Kim Jong Un, but that's going to take a few weeks. Like um, think like Breaking Bad, you know, he has some rice and in a few days or whatever. In this case, maybe a couple of weeks, he's going to get sick and die. After he's poisoned, but before he gets sick, he discovers the sleeper cell agent to be a, like to be a sleeper cell agent and has him executed. But also takes a liking and a shine to this like second guy, the chopper pilot, and decides he's going to be his right hand man. So eventually, Kim Jong Un dies, and now you've got this guy who is like he is an agent, kind of you know he was sent there by the Australian government, but he's not the guy who was supposed to be in charge. He's now in charge of Korea. His, oh boy. His um, <laughs> communication is completely cut off because he can't get out or anything. He doesn't have whatever the fuck the agent had, his top secret communicator. And now he's just like, at least, this is a show by the way I should mention, probably not a movie. At least for season one or like, he's just completely cut off and he's just got to try and survive trying to run the country. All of his advisors and like everyone around him is completely on edge because they've just discovered a traitor at the highest ranks of their political system so if he shows any weakness or any you know western civilization thinking there's a good chance they'll have him killed uh but you know he's still in on the plan and wants to decriminalize and like you know help north korea he still wants to get democracy there but he's also got to survive and that's like that's the core of the pitch there's some other like subplot shit i want to run with but um how do we get that happening what do you guys think of that so far I don't mind it. Yeah. I halfway through I was like, that's kind of a lot of setup. I wouldn't mind if that was the show, but instead of Kim Jong un was the guy. Yeah. So like Kim Jong un was already a sleeper agent and now he's in charge of the country and you're kinda of following <laughs> that. Yeah. That makes sense. So you kinda of skip cool. up yeah, skip like the secret agents and stuff and just go straight to Kim Jong un is a CIA plan. Yeah. <laughs> and that way the show can serve you kinda of got two two purposes for that is one it's like a little bit more easy to get into and more believable that this guy is like um in charge because he didn't just show out out of the fucking blue and become you know ruler of north yeah Korea. that's my like that was one of my that's, that's my kind of big hurdle that's a bit of yeah, a tough sell you can't make yeah. that work i don't think uh and two you can kind of <laughs> create propaganda that <laughs> kim jong-un is a cia plant <laughs> <laughs> which i think point. is really fun <laughs> the only thing is like i'd struggle I think we know a little bit too much about Kim Jong Un. Like, he that's, already like that's you what could you probably think. do a decent that's job. That's what of convincing. you think. Yeah, but like, I feel like the 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 CIA plant, right? His like the first step in your twenty year plan, like year one through five, has got to be convincing the people to stop seeing like the top guy as an actual god. It's like first of all, he's a dictator. From dictator, you go to president or something. And yeah. uh, I feel like Kim Jong-un puts a little bit too much energy into deifying himself. But I'm, I'm probably splitting, I'm probably like picking a little bit harsher than I should be here because I think that's already significantly more believable than my premise. That's fair. Uh, that was just my thoughts on it. I, yeah, I like that. I, I like where you're headed with it. Thank you. Because I've often thought, you know, society progresses and maybe we do get world peace. We all come together in harmony as Sing brothers Kumbaya. and sisters. But what the fuck do you do with North Korea? Like Yeah, right? I was thinking of that. The like, autistic like... kid at the back of the class who just... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and it's like, there's a bunch of subplots that I wanted to work in. Some of them uh, probably aren't going to work. Like, I uh, I liked the idea as a bit of a bonus that this is a, an Australian-New Zealand like plot, right? To, to decolonize North Korea. Sure. So, uh, this I think this is pushing it too far. But then, like, so there's it's an Anzac thing. You've got uh, the Australian guy and, like... Because I, I felt like he needs a friend. Like, you can't just have him completely alone because then what is he going to, like... You know, you need your exposition and that kind of thing. He needs to be talking to someone. 
um, and like explaining what he's thinking. Otherwise, he's just making decisions, and the audience isn't really in on it. Um, yeah. So you have like another, you know, like this guy is obviously the B guy. He's not at all there. You have another B guy who's the New Zealand guy, and they're just like this Aussie in New Zealand, just completely fish out of water, running North Korea, and like there's a lot of like cultural stuff to go in there. I think would be fun, at least for me. But surely, um, if any cultural stuff was said or done, they'd be immediately executed. Well, yeah, like in public, and th- this is like <laughs> this, like I, sh- I really shouldn't cling to the. It's an Australian like, New Zealand uh, guy being in there because I think that's definitely the thing that will would stop it from being a viable pl- uh, pitch. To be honest, at the end of their meetings on world domina- domination, just like want to come around for a couple of fucking beers later. Yeah, but I, <laughs> yeah, I love the idea comedically of of that being exactly it. I don't know why the North Koreans would be at all okay with that. There is absolutely no reason for them to be okay with that. <laughs> but I really do like the idea. Also, um, I don't mind the idea of like the U.S. Uh, relations with the U.S. and North Korea are deteriorating rapidly, and the U.S. is like threatening to bomb North Korea, and so all the advisors are like, "You got to threaten to bomb him back, like man the fuck up," and the Australian government isn't willing to reveal its involvement because, insert any number of reasons, maybe there's a mole in the U.S. intelligence, or maybe they're just like, "No, nah, this will fuck everything up." I think things are like so bad that they've done this, and they're causing problems. Uh, yeah, Jim, maybe Kim like Jong-un's they went to somebody in the UN and the UN told them that you're not allowed to do this and they like, did it anyway. do not do that. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> and they're like, fuck yeah. it, mate. We're going around there with a couple of tinnies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so there's just this like, New Ze- there's like this Aussie running it and this New Zealand guy like is his right hand man kind of thing and they're like just trying to fucking survive. Every day is another like, oh fuck, like now they want us to execute an entire preschool because they didn't bow to me when I happened to walk down the street, which only happened because I didn't know which street I was on because I'm not from here. And it's like, how do I get out of executing this preschool kind of thing? Yeah. Um, and there was something else. Oh yeah, so I was thinking like season one is he's completely out of contact and that's like, he's just trying to survive. Your like end of season one is like he gets the transponder from the agent's body or something and it's like he makes contact with Australian command and they're like thank god and he's thinking like good now I can get out of here and they're like oh good you made contact now we can start unraveling our 20 uh, un- unrolling our 20 year plan and you can start doing it so then like from <laughs> then on he's got to try and do like you know he's already the leader escalation he's also got to do the things that the Aussie government are telling him to do and um yeah all that kind of shit yeah, look, this this pitch has lots of problems, but I think it works in <laughs> like you. a in a thirty minute comedy style show. Yeah, um, it reminds if you me weren't of like held maybe accountability. Chuck, and it was just like this yeah, is the yeah, world Chuck. that we're living in. Enjoy it. Yeah, if you've ever seen Chuck, I feel yeah, like I that's kind of the the vibe. Yeah, that's a like, very good. You're comparison. a secret agent now. We have to go do this. Yeah. it's like oh, oh I'm boy. not a secret agent. Help me. <laughs> Here, yeah, exactly. But yeah. he's running the country instead. Yeah. I think that would work fine. One of the ideas I had to kind of sell it, this, if anything, just makes it more ridiculous and unbelievable, but also kind of helps sell us into the world, is like the Australian government does this thing where they convince North Korea that they have completely accepted one of the North Korean politicians into an upper echelon of Australia's government as well. <laughs> so, like, it's kind of like a, uh, like a, <laughs> like an exchange departed. program. Uh, but obviously Australia like oh well maybe they do do that but I, I think maybe they don't do that or they do and that could be like your little you keep cutting back to this North Korean guy who was like <laughs> he's been told by his government that he's going to get executed if he comes back and Australia isn't a dictatorship under North Korea's thumb so he's like we need to execute all these people and they're like shut the fuck up you know <laughs> like, like the whole time he's like trying to undermine Australian democracy yeah and everyone's like looking at him like he's a fucking retard yeah and then like uh, if... and they're kind of like oh no you caught me with this <laughs> prostitute this is so damaging <laughs> and then, like, he tries to exploit it, and it's just, like, a never-ending fucking circle jerk as he runs yeah. around the country doing I like I like the idea of going extra schlocky. Obviously, this is all stupid, and, like, you're really just leaning on, like, stupid comedy, but it's, like, that exchange guy comes around to being an Aussie or whatever, um, and, he like, he likes the Australian way of life eventually, so he's, like, just chilling out, having a beer, 
And uh, we just keep cutting back to him, you know? He's fucking on the piss. <laughs> he's living, like, the good life that the guy in North Korea wishes he was doing right now. Yeah, like exactly. Because heli- you can do it like the helicopter pilot was supposed to leave, Maybe. like, kind of year one, you know? Yeah. And that was what he was promised, but now he's stuck. Yeah. Um, and you can also do, like, how did he rise through the ranks so quickly? They can somehow make him, like, the... I don't know, the agriculture minister or something like that. Yeah. And he um he's like oh, you, you just need to like farms you like sprinklers right and they're like huh and he's like <laughs> yeah. sprinklers and he like builds one like with like holes in a in a bottle <laughs> and, yeah. like, and a hose and like sets it up and they're like oh my god and it's like rice production quadruples yeah. in North Korea <laughs> oh how glorious leader and then like it cuts to him on the podium and he's like I'm not glorious leader I'm Barry <laughs> I was gonna say you could do the classic twin setup. I think that's the best way to make it believable that this is how we got into the government. So you right. can have that after the split of North and South Korea, um, one of the twins was in, stuck in North Korea and he worked his way up to become agriculture minister. And yep. the other one moved to South Korea and then immigrated to Australia. And now they're using him to go over there and they like kidnap the brother yep. or something and he goes in and takes his place. And that's the classic sitcom setup. Yeah, that's really good, actually. The twin might uh, might buy me a lot of what I need. I don't know what the word is that kind of means believability. That but is definitely yeah. the word, yes. No, that's good. Cut what back to the it? Korean exchange guy, and he's uh, like living with the Australian guy's wife and kids, and like. This is a, completely replacing him. Call it. A very long, in, intense episode of. What's that movie? What's that show where people just swap families? Wife swap. <laughs> is yeah. it wife swap? I was like, is, was it wife swap or is like the whole? F- yeah, for like the kids went. I think that's like the world's strictest parents or something, which would be very much in the mix if it's North Korea. Yeah, that's that a good. Feel like you're just going to live with a bunch of real strict parents. Send over that British nanny to like tell Kim Jong Un to stop being a dickhead. <laughs> You've been a very naughty boy. Yeah. <laughs> Feed your people. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this one, Jez? What do you, you got for us? I feel like you're cooking something back there. Uh, and you're typically they... like disappointed in us and our stupidity. Yeah. It's better to wait till the end because a lot of the time it'll. What will start is like something that would be like a serious show will divulge into a comedy as soon as brainstorming starts happening. That is true. Because funny things have a bigger reaction, or Actually, like a, I, or an easier thing. To be a comedy. So it's like I think if it was like it'd be if you're going for the comedy angle, I think it'd be better to like fuck off all the Korean stuff in terms of like Australians like somehow infiltrating like the dictatorship and overthrowing a dictator while also befriending him enough to like move you up to a level where you can increase power and that thing of a K- Koreans sending a spy over to Australia for Australian government and it getting here and realizing just how fucking batshit dumb Australian government is like compared to what he's used to. Yeah. So it's like if you if you introduce like a really serious character who's there to like like bro we're gonna kill you if you don't do this. Like it's he has to adapt as quickly as possible and he's just like Australian politics politicians don't give a fuck. They're just like, oh, you're the new guy, eh? like Ching Chong. Want to come down to the pub later? And it's just like that thing where he ends up being like stuck in this Australian culture, and antics happen. But ultimately, he's like, boy, this is much better than, than back yeah. home. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go back. And so, like, if it was a TV show, the end of the first season would be them telling him he has to come back. Like the mission's over. It's getting too dangerous, and him having to be like. Well, no, I, I want to stay here. I don't want to go back. How do I how do I stay here? So maybe he like fakes a really big thing that the Australians are about to announce, or they're starting to talk, hear them talk about doing stuff with North Korea. I need to stay longer, sort of thing. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, or that's like, a good one. Uh, what if he's um... he could meet a girl as well. You could add like a whole kind of like cute element to it as well. Like I like I don't know. Yeah. No, I like the original setup, but. The North Korean guy in Australia can get up to all sorts of shenanigans, and maybe one of the seasons is like, they're like, okay, it's time to come back. Australia's never going to do anything to us. Like they're not even 
interested, you know, the, yeah. let alone have the ability or the power. They're nothing yeah. to us. And then he's like getting like a tour of a missile silo or whatever, like you fold that in and he launches it at North Korea, creates like an international incident. And now he gets to stay because suddenly this is a warring nation and you're like a yeah. high level plan. And the guy who's now like emperor of fucking North Korea is like, Barry. oh my God, <laughs> yeah, Barry. Yeah. They're like, Barry, you must destroy Australia. They're our greatest threat. And he's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, but like, if you kind of cut the missile silo launch, the Korean guy sabotage, like he wants to stay, same thing. But what he does is like, he talks to his contact back in Korea, who's not, like, goes behind the new emperor, Australian emperor's back, and is like, we need to declare war in Australia. So then they do. So then it becomes like, yeah, Barry versus the Korean guy in Australia. And they're trying to like, lo- like, uh, Barry's trying to get back to Australia and the Korean guy's trying to lock Barry in Australia so that he doesn't have to get back. Yeah, I'm picturing Jin Yang from um, Silicon Valley as being the Korean guy in Australia the whole time. I have not seen Silicon You're Valley. I'm missing out, so... Yeah, that's what I hear. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be perfect. But yeah, like, I I go into that pitch knowing full well there's, like a, there's a lot of, like, that just doesn't make sense, that just doesn't make sense. But I feel like it'd be it's cool got if the comedy that wasn't being that. If that wasn't being questioned. But then it's like, why is it a comedy? If like all the lead up to it wouldn't be funny, it'd be like, uh, like I'm serious. happy to like get all that other shit out of the way like as quickly as possible to make it absolutely like it's it's a comedy in my mind absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a it's like a cheesy sitcom where you can yeah. stretch the believability a little bit and each and you can have like segmented weekly episode problems. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. What if it was like as yeah, simple you know. as there's like um what do they call them? Ah, uh, fuck. People? No, uh, like the Australian embassy in North Korea. And so that's where the two dudes work. And that's like how they connect, how they're in North Korea and like have a connect. Like, I'm sure there'd be some sort of communication between them and the actual government. They could like make friends and just slowly like get access like that way in terms of how they're there and what they're doing there and that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. If there's just like Australian at the Australian embassy, that's like a good way to get them over there. Yeah. Sure. But they've got the to be question like, is, it is, it doesn't have to be great, but there's got to be some way that they become leader of Korea. And I just don't think the guy who works at the embassy does that. Yeah. But anyone other than be... anyone other than the direct descendant doesn't become that. Yeah. But that's why it's so like there's... they're sent over there. Like like the like Kim Jong Un, if he really likes you, uh, I don't know mm. how it actually works, but absolutely within He's the realm be like, of oh, a show. Oh, by the way, when I'm when I'm done, you can you can do this. Yeah, uh, and then he I laughs and he's like, "Lol, bit. I'm never going to die. Obviously, I'm a god, so that's meaningless, kind of what I just said. But it's absolutely legally binding. Like he's probably died a long time ago. Yeah, but you know, like he he can be all. Like I'm definitely never going to die, so I feel confident saying this. You can, you can be my successor. Um, and then obviously <laughs> he does like, Spoiler like alert: He's not a god. <laughs> That's like how cavalier they are with things like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm just, just definitely not going to die. Yeah, but nice. You gotta, you gotta name it though. Gotta be something good. Yeah, I was like writing down names, none of which were particularly good. It was like. <laughs> Uh, democracy, figurehead. Oh, I, the one I liked the most was Undercover Boss, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of dumb. And I don't yeah. think it lines up if I write the Yeah, like it's, the also, it's not a movie. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, North Enders? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> of the people, puppet state, figurehead, uh, foreign minister. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, foreign minister is quite good. Yeah, if, I think it was good. If you start him off in like agriculture or something like that. Yeah. Maybe that's it. So it's like he uh he shows them uh sprinklers, right? Quadruples yeah. rice production. <laughs> yeah. Um and then the assumption that Kim Jong Yeah, look, look, it's North a comedy Korea has never yeah. n- it's never a comedy had a concept of Yeah, it's a comedy. Obviously they they have sprinklers. I'm not, you know, they have nukes like <laughs> Yeah. Like, anyway. I get all I get all that. 
but it's like comedy, and you can have you can take the piss as much as yeah. you like. What if it's um, the sprinklers that are like? Yeah, but somehow he does that with like a empty like Coke ones. bottle. Yeah, um, yeah. So he shows them sprinklers, and Kim Jong Un is is both very impressed and thinks like I can't let him show them anything else out there in his current role as agriculture guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Kim Jong Un's gonna see that and be like, see. North Korea, we have the inventions. This is yeah. why we're the world's greatest superpower. That's what I mean. Like uh, Kim Jong Un brings him like into his inner circle because he's yeah. like, you don't go showing the farmers that shit anymore. You show me, and I take it to them as my godly it. fucking sure. governance, and yeah, divine sure. providence. Now Kim Jong Un fill up buckets, and that's how he gets manually. so close. And then Kim Jong Un likes him because I don't know he tells a joke that is taken wrong, but that makes Kim Jong Un laugh or something. No, like, Kim Jong... Sorry, this is actually... That's fine, whatever. You do what you like. But Kim Jong-un has to be played by Thavro, our former regional manager, right? <laughs> yeah, sure, I'm cool with yeah. that. For anyone who went worked at Senecom and knows Thavro, that's like a... That's, that's spicy, Jez. That's like, spicy stuff. That's like, like half our audience worked at Senecom. Oriental Timmy, <laughs> Timmy Waisu. Tommy Waisu. What the fuck was that? I butchered that. That's actually pretty close, though. Like, yeah. an Asian Tommy Wiseau is exactly what that bro was. Oh, the, hi, Mark. The dumbest man I've ever met, and he, he spoke like Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, you're the one who made me think of it with your Anything for My Princess line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything <Anyway>. for My Princess. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, what I got. That was good. Yeah, like, Foreign Minister is probably the running title. That one got the best reception, I think. I like that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's one that, like, if I ever somehow stumble into making a TV show that's the that's the one I'll fucking want to make it seems pretty straightforward and there's plenty of room for like jokes and stuff so I can yeah. see it's got legs and it's got like it's good, got good appeal yeah I feel like it's kind of a one line that. pitch that you can tell people about you know yeah yeah just feel like you set it up right and then it's it's yeah it's not too hard to do a couple seasons of that like as soon as you've got the audience being like okay this is a this some Australian guy with a New Zealand friend and they're both running North Korea <laughs> Don't as soon as you've got the audience watching that and being okay with that then you've got like three seasons right there as long as you can deliver jokes th throughout three seasons yeah mm. it'd be yeah. funny if it was like very counterproductive to what the actual plot is but like if how they got over there they thought they were getting internships but they were getting sent to an internment camp <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So, well, bro, I just read internment and I fucking I yeah. got the email. Yeah, that, that, that works. The only thing that stops that, though, is that, like, the plan, the whole, like, they're kind of undercover people. It's like, how did you undercover people? But any, uh, like, like sleeper cell. Yeah, actually, no, like that, look, that, that whole thing works. Setup. It's like, hey, look, like Barry, we're sending you over there. You know, you're a good agent. You're just going to go do an internship. And he's like, yeah, I'll volunteer for that mission. And then they're in an internment camp. Yeah. He's going to work his way up from the bottom. Yeah. You know. <laughs> First, he shows them, I don't know, something stupid. And then sprinklers, which is somehow less supposed to be less stupid. He could have just gotten, like,. Like the Australian government got hacked, and these two guys just like work kind of lower level, but still still within the realms. And when the Koreans like hacked and were going through, they found like uh, burnt copies of the interview on both their computers. <laughs> and so they send them. They're like, fucking. They're just like, okay, cool. We're gonna arrest these guys. Yeah. <laughs> they're coming to an internment camp, and like that's how they get sent over. And they just yeah. think that it's like something fucking else. Anyway, that's no, that's solid. We're uh we're running up on probably the end of the episode. My pitch was uh, I might save for next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry, right. I didn't mean to run out of time. No, no, we we, we I got some feedback from a mate last night, and he said that my pitches were too short and they need to be longer. So <laughs> he did not say that. <laughs> That's absolutely what he said. You're I was talking to myself. And I just want to point out we managed to go on an entire episode without there being a rape reference. So, oh, you're welcome, well, Alan. not anymore. You're welcome, Alan. Just for uh, you, buddy. No one listens to the outro. Everyone's done after you named the last Probably page. right. I was going to say, to be fair, we had a pretty in-depth conversation before we did any podcast stuff involving yeah. <laughs> involving that stuff. It was really yeah. sweet. We got it out. <laughs> I system. thought it was really uplifting. It was a bonding, bonding moment. It was. I found. Nice. Beautiful. Well, Jez, nice. tell a well, joke on the way out. Tell, yeah, tell something, something funny. Good. Funny, man. 
Um, think you think you're hot shit. <laughs> what a what, <laughs> oh boy, am I gonna am I gonna joke for you? You ever heard this one? What's Borat's? Uh, what dog does Borat have? <laughs> a Chihuahua. <laughs> that was there you go. Great stuff. I thought, stuff, of, that in the, I thought of that in the shower once. Oh, you thought of that? That's really good. <laughs> I also thought of you in the shower once, but well, that's for another time. Know. Yeah, it's a, it's a question. It's a Sounds question. like a sticky but, um, situation to me. Oh, it, with all that water, it's pretty surprising how sticky it was, to be honest. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Of, okay, that's it for us. All right. <laughs> we'll see Let's you next sign week. sign it out there. See you next yep. week. Bun- see you guys. That's it. <laughs>